This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No Budget live, not so stinking live, not from the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill this week for Monday, June the 20th. We are at the Express Boats Bar and Grill. I have taken over Hot Springs, Arkansas. I am renaming this lovely place where I'm sitting, the Express Boats Bar and Grill, and it is closer to a bar and grill than the actual low-budget live bar and grill. There's, there's, there's a very nice grill set up right out here. There's a stove between me and the camera right now. So, I mean, you could you could do some cooking and some drinking at this bar and grill. At my bar and grill, you can only, there's a sink, you can wash your hands, and you can drink. That's, that's the low-budget live bar and grill there, just uh, pulling, back, pulling back the curtain a little bit. But in Hot Springs, Arkansas, Show is obviously a little different this week, but a good one, a fun one. I'm looking forward to. You notice I ran off and left my freaking bottle of Startron, so I'm shaking the uh, shaking the old Baywater up a little bit there to kick off the show. Uh, in Hot Springs, I mentioned this last week. You bunch of low lifers and got to meet some low lifers at the event. I'm out here for the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation Commissioners Cup. It's a high school event. A a no entry fee high school event where they're going to pay out three thousand bucks in scholarships to first place, two thousand, and then one thousand. It's a really cool deal. I went to the registration last night, got to meet a lot of the kids, a lot of the boat captains, and it's uh, it's very inspiring to see that many young anglers. And I got to speak at the meeting about fish care, which y'all know I'm passionate about, and and uh, got to you know try to educate them and and try to. Bring some points home. It's like Gerald Twindle and I talked about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. That's that's on us. That's on us as uh, as people in the sport that are that are experienced that have been around. We got to share that message of taking care of these lakes and and man, these kids uh, they're so fired up about the sport. It's it's fun. So in Hot Springs for that Express has put me up in an amazing, amazing, amazing lake house. I have uh, I, I've done everything from uh, fish off the bank to uh, to, to play guitar 
really loud because I'm out here by myself. I've had a great time, been writing some songs, been been playing music, and I've even been down the water slide on a swimming pool. So this has been an excellent couple days. Kind of, you know, going into, uh, I'm recording this early, a couple days uh, before Father's Day. And uh, it's it's been nice, man. I'm missing the kiddos, missing the family. I'll be back this evening after the weigh-in takes place for the uh, Arkansas fishing game. But man, it's uh, it's been a good like, uh, you know, kind of recharging of the batteries. I've had a cool week. I've traveled for TH up in uh, like the Mountain Home, Arkansas area, doing some boat park slinging, taking care of some things up there. And man, I I, I post on social media. I, driving one evening had a few hours after work to kill and there's a little stream river creek whatever you want to call it that i've driven over for years and years and years and years and i was like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go see if there ain't smallmouth in there and i had some rods with me and some tackles so crawled off in that thing caught about 15 smallies some some little guys but had an absolute blast man so it's been a really good week a much needed week I've been going hard. Clay Connor from Express Boat said yesterday to me, he goes, do you ever take Luke time? <laughs> He's like, do you ever just have some like Luke? And uh, and I don't very often, man, I, I which I consider all this Luke time. I get, you know, I get my family gives me uh, the time and, and lets me go chase all this craziness down. So that is Luke time. But I've had some quiet time, I guess, so to speak, uh, here at the Express Boat's Lake House. So, very, uh, very grateful this week, and and the reason uh, I, I, this this podcast is going to be different. It's going to be kind of a two parter. I'm going to talk uh, at the end of the show. We're going to talk with uh, over at Lake Washita. We're going to set back up with the folks that are running the Arkansas Fish and Game Foundation and running this tournament. I think it's really cool some of the work they're doing that they're involved in, especially in this in this youth fishing movement. It's very, very cool. They've got a got an initiative going. But we're going to talk with them. But here in just a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by a guy, and I reached out to him uh, a couple days ago, told him I was going to be in town. And y- y'all know I love to do the in-person interviews for sure. And – he is a guy that I have long, long, long respected, and I, I call him a fishing hero of mine. He was he was everywhere in Bassmaster magazine as a kid when I was cutting my teeth, and and I loved it the way he he fished. I loved his style, I loved his demeanor. He is uh, he is a, an absolute legend to me in the sport, and so he's going to join me here in just uh, just a few minutes here at the house, and uh, that is the one and only Stephen Browning. BPT Tour Pro now, Bass Pro Tour Pro, having a phenomenal year, over $1.6 million in career earnings, and uh, he's going to sit right here at the bar and grill, and we're going, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty on some stuff. So I, I really uh, i am grateful for uh, him, him joining us here in just a few minutes at the bar and grill. Got to say a quick thanks to all the sponsors that make this possible. Your favorite part of the show, I know. Startron, Starbright, kicking ethanol in the teeth and your chainsaw and your weed eater. Do not pour this in your gas tank. Use Startron. Don't be me. Don't leave your bottle at home. Shake your Startron. Put it in the tank. It will take care of that ethanol that can gum up the works, ruin a great day on the water when that outboard engine don't crank. Uh-uh. Don't, don't, don't leave it up to chance that ethanol is going to ruin your day. Use Startron. We appreciate Startron bringing you low budget live for many many moons now great folks down there in fort lauderdale florida pro guide batteries 
I, I had a great conversation with a guy at the registration yesterday about ProGuide. It, it's amazing how many folks, especially in this region, run ProGuide uh, that are huge fans. The lithiums are getting nothing but rave reviews. The AGMs are as solid as anything you could ever expect to be a part of in your boat, I can assure you. And uh, they're moving and shaking out there, man. You can check them out at ProGuideBatteries.com. Tell them I sent you. When you get ready to hit that buy button, use code LBL10. Let them know you're a low lifer. They got all kinds of stuff on there, chargers, batteries, lots of accessories. So uh, very confident in pushing that product, that's for sure. Baitworks.com. Bait-works.com, your one-stop shop. For all things online tackle, man, they've got, I uh, saw they got a reload on those David Allen shuttlecock hair jigs. They sold like 250 of them in two and a half seconds, I think, two weeks ago, but they just got reloaded. You can use code DUNCAN-10 to let them know you're a low lifer there. They've got those in stock right now. Of course, all your deep diving crankbait assortment, assortments from all the brands, all the brands, Rapala, Strike King, Spro, Six Sense, they got it all right there they got spoons it's it's that time of year most uh the country those deep 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 living mamas are out there waiting for you to uh slap them in the face with a crankbait so they got them got it all on there check it out baitworks.com and last but not least of course cannot say enough express boats hot springs arkansas the mothership i'm here this week i'm always reminded every time i get here why i am a part of this family, why I chose to to work with these guys. I'm grateful that they chose to work with me. They built a, an amazing product, but they are great people, top to bottom, great, great people. And uh, I, I just, I can't thank them enough for their hospitality and for allowing me to be a part of a team. It's cool that they listen to the pro staff in in changes to the boat and suggestions. They really do. They they lean on that a lot, and it's a it's a cool process to be a part of. And I'll promise you, if you haven't ridden in an express, go take a ride in one if you can find one. <laughs> they they are uh, they are more than popular these days. But go take a ride. It's not your granddaddy's aluminum boat. It's high performance, two hundred and fifty horsepower Yamaha show, sea deck flooring, power poles, dude. Put you some garments on there and get out on the lake in an X21. I promise you, you will absolutely love it. Express boats building excitement since 1966. All right, I'm going to take a just a quick pause. You guys will never know it because of the magic of editing, but I'm going to take a quick pause, get set up for Mr. Stephen Browning. All right, as promised, look right here in the in the express bar and grill. Got cameras everywhere. Stephen Browning, what's up, brother? What's Thank on? you so much. Thank we, you. we had a podcast before the podcast a little bit. We were talking old times. Oh, we did, yeah. We did, we did uh, talking some tournaments, and I appreciate you doing this, man. Oh, absolutely. It's, hey, man, welcome to Hot Springs. This is uh, this was something we talked about. This area is so rich in bass fishing history. You've had BFL Americans out on Hamilton. You've had the Forestwood Cup there. You had the Forestwood Cup at Wachita. Washita and Hot Springs made Scott Suggs a millionaire bass fisherman. My buddy Brad Knight won a half million. Scott Martin won a half million. Brian Thrift won the last ever Forestwood Cup. But Hot Springs and bass fishing go hand in hand. And so many, George Cochran's, we, we were talking Mike Worm. There's so many guys from this area. Mark Davis, yes. uh, David Ashcraft, Ron Shuffield. You can go on and Legends. on and on. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is, 
when I, growing up, I was I, I grew up in southeast Arkansas. Okay, Arkansas River, and the deal was everybody that was a true professional angler lived in Hot Springs at the time. So okay. I was like. I have to figure out how to get to Hot Springs, this, Arkansas. So this was Mecca for you. This, as this is it. This is it. That's cool. Because I, I was going to ask you that. That was something I had written down. When I when I was in my fandom, like as a kid, you were always that. Throwing that bandit crankbait, river ratting, spinnerbait. And I was like, dude, Stephen Brown is the, is the man. Like you were one of my, I remember a tournament at the Red River. And I, I'm like. Oh my gosh, reading about Oh yeah, that, man. And, and, and I'm like, this guy. 30 years ago. But that's why I was going to ask you because Hot Springs is not river rat territory. No. So you no. did grow up, grow up on the Arkansas River. Yeah. And the deal was, you know, when I, I knew my brother and I fished a lot of team tournaments back in the days. And the deal was, I knew when we came to Hot Springs, I was donating money. Really? That's all it was. And, and you had Lake DeGray, you had Hamilton, yeah. and you had Washita. And, uh, we just donate money, get a few points, and go to the house. Fast forward a few years, and I decided to do this for a living. I knew I had to get over here and figure out how to okay. catch them in lakes so I could go elsewhere to be able to catch them. And, I, and I, I mean, it was just, you know, it was just one of those bucket list places in Arkansas I wanted to live. And and these lakes are not easy. No, they're Historically, not. Historically, the tournaments, course – with the Forcewood Cups, I always said they went at the worst time. Yeah, it's August. But these lakes are not easy, and there are a lot of really, really, really good fishermen in these parts. You know, the big deal is these lakes are really, really good. Uh, Washita, Hamilton, DeGray. Um, you're literally looking at probably December through about May. And then when the, when this, like like here in Hot Springs, 38,000 people. Mm-hmm. All right. Come June. Like a hundred. I was going to say it multiplies. it multiplies. It's insane. It is. The Sonic here has a boat drive-through <laughs> pull up, and I, I text my wife that today, and I said, "Hot Springs has got it figured out." I'm a big Sonic. I've been nine times. I've been here, but I'm like, they got a place where you can yeah. pull your boat. That's when you know that it explodes it, in the it summertime. Explodes in the summertime. Yeah. It dang sure does. And and it, you know, it's it's just one of those deals. You you, you learn to deal with it. Uh, you know, fishing just sucks around here during the summertime. That, and it'll take over 20 pounds in the winter, I hear. On, on, but ever, right ever, now, ever. it's yep. you never know what no. it might take. No. Less than 12 pounds a lot That's of times. the reason I don't fish here during the summertime. You go up north. You're I about go to go north. up north. Yep. That, that is uh, – all of us should do that, I feel like. But if we all start migrating up there, it might get, it yeah. might get a little tougher to we'll get, get 50 a day. You may only get 40. On, yeah, we'll get rocks thrown at us if we migrate up there. And I understand uh, why, because I wouldn't want a bunch of rednecks up there catching – Smallmouth on a drop shot either. Exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> it is right. nice going up there, though, some of those lakes, and it's just walleye fishermen everywhere. You go on like a Monday, you don't see a lot of bass boats. That's, that's a rarity in the summer in the south. You know, I've got, a, I've got a 20-year-old that wants to do this. Yes. You know, and, uh, and that's what I tell him. I said, you know, the deal is summer vacations need to be north. They just, you know, because that's where you're going to eventually, you know, to do this for a living, you're going to be having to fish up there, uh, your New Yorks, your uh, Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. you know, all those lakes up there. Generally speaking, June to August. That's when it's going to happen. Are. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, you turn around, you migrate. So during his summer vacation, so to speak, he's going to start going, you know, to other bodies of water up north. That- just to, Oh, I know it. I know, and I know what you guys are saying I, right now. Oh, I spoil a little. Old, no, you know. no, that's not what I was going to say. Because <laughs> I had this on my. I wanted. To, I wanted to talk to you about Bo in particular, just 
it's Father's Day weekend right here, and it, and it, I think it's amazing that he's following your footsteps. And I always do. It's like Laker Hal, when I or, or Cal Lane. You see these these guys I've seen running around since they were knee high to a grasshopper, and now they're following in their dad's footsteps. And I want to know how does that conversation start because this is not an easy life. No. And and you've been in this game for a very 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 long time. You've seen ups and downs. You've seen the way sponsors, you know, the volatility of it. You've seen change. Obviously, we all have. But is that ever anything that I guess for you, you thought, man? I hope he picks something else. Or was it something that the day he said, "Dad, this is this is what I want to do," was it a proud moment for you? You know, he has literally been fishing competitively since he was like six years old. He could not wait to get into a bass club when he was six ah, years old. That's cool. So Greg Hackney's uh, nephew, Ralston Lusby, mm-hmm. who lives here in, in Hot Springs, was a member of a bass club, uh, you know, back, dang, it's 14 years ago. Well, Bo and Ralston fished a lot together. So Bo, you know, wanted to, he said, you know, I want to be, I want to go fish a tournament. You know, six years old. Yeah. I'm thinking he's he won like the, you know, seven, eight years old. He's winning tournaments against, you know, teenagers and, you know, and it's it's like I knew that's, I mean, it's just a drug that he's got and, and here we oh, go. Oh, he's ate up. He's eating up with he's it. A, and I know that uh, uh, a guy that I spent a lot of time with been fishing some team tournaments with this year, little Trey Swindle uh-huh. and Bo are buddies. Right. And, and Trey's told me, he's like, now listen, he's – He's something. He's going to be something to contend you with. You know, and, and and I'm not saying this as as a as a father, but you know, this sport, either you're all in, ninety percent in, yes, eighty percent in, or seventy percent in. If you're seventy percent in, yeah, you're not going to really do much. You eighty percent, you're going to hit one every once in a while. Ninety percent, ah, you 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 know, you'll be around for a little while. You have to be a hundred percent in. I say it on this show all the time. You have to be obsessed, and it has to be your life. If oh, you is, if you yeah. look at the guys doing it at the top level, and you think, "Oh, well, they're lucky," or "Well, they had an opportunity." No, they're obsessed with it. And it, it, you and I talked before we we went on just about the I'm fishing the Bassmaster Opens, and you're like, "Man, if you're not putting in the time in those," you, yeah, yeah. and Stephen asked me how long I typically practice, and I told him, and it's my average practice time that I always had for FLW, and and all the guys, the other two hundred, are putting in. Yeah. You, you, yeah, Way more. Yeah, you can't it, – it's hard to compete against somebody on a body of water that has more experience, current experience than you do. That, yes, current time, right current now, pattern, information. You know, you go and you practice two, three days. I'm going to say no, – I'm not – I'm not judging you, yeah. but, I, but yeah. I'm pretty no. sure the first day and a half you're going back to old stuff that or, you used. Or you're lost as last yeah. year's Easter or, egg yeah. if it's a new body of water. Yeah. So you're, so, you're just trying to find your way around. You know how exactly that is right. on a new body of water. Absolutely how does this right. lay out? Where is, oh, I've heard through the grapevine they catch them in Watsahatchee right. Creek. Where is that at? Yeah. You go find, find it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's what you do. So, no, you're, you're dead on, uh, and you have to be committed to, if you're going up the ladder, professional, whatever the steps are, whatever league that you're trying to get to the top of, there are steps that you have to take, right. and you got to be committed because the teeth kicking ends are coming, Promise. the financial heartache is coming, Promise. <laughs> and and the sponsor volatility, all of it's happening. You've got to be. It's it's a it is a long game, not a short game. Yep, that is exactly right. You know, and 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 the thing about it is, you know, you see, I've seen 
I don't know, man. I've been doing this since 97 full-time, so I, you guys can add the numbers up on that one. But I have seen some really, really great, talented fishermen that just couldn't make it out here mm-hmm. because they weren't all in, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things. And, you know, and you hear this, like, you got to get a break. You got to get, you know, yeah, but, you know, sometimes you don't. I mean, that's not as important to me as being all in. I watch a lot of guys, uh, Justin Lucas, yes. Matt, Matt Lee, Jordan Lee, some of these younger guys that that when I would leave a tournament, either having my butt kicked or having a good tournament, and I'm ready to get back home, those guys are hanging out till it's over with and staying an extra week and fish that body of water. To number one, they're trying to figure out if they didn't have a good tournament, what did I do wrong? What they miss, yeah. Yeah. So the only way to know what you did wrong at that particular time is to get your butt back out there on the water. So while I'm driving home, can't wait to get home and get my easy chair, they're, they're hanging out up there and spending four or five extra days learning what was going on at that particular time underneath those particular conditions and, and putting it in their I was going to say, and they just file it away. File it away. And the next time it happens, right. they'll be like, oh, well, remember X, yep. Y, and Z happened. I won't let that happen again. You're running down there. You need one. You know you need one to make the cut. You're running back the way in. There's a place between where you are and the way in, and you go, remember that rock I caught mm-hmm. one on at so-and-so? Stop, boom, bam, here you go. Instead of you packing your bags and going to the house, you get us to hang out for an extra and, day. And I can't. And I think a lot of that comes with age too, right? Because, oh, it does. Because, I was going to say, because Gosh. early, either early A in your marriage or before you have kids, <laughs> right. that's a lot easier oh, it is. to do. There, it is. Because Absolutely. for me, when I would get through with an FLW, I would see guys, they would leave to go. And, and I had TH Marine. I had family, had lots of stuff going on. So whenever I got sent home, I just went straight home. For, for and guys sure. would leave and go pre-fish the next right. event. and. Right. I would see that, and I'm like, man, right. I'm not as all in right. as, as right. that guy. You know, right. I'm not, and I didn't care if it was the leading money, if it was Scott Martin, if it was Brian Thrift. They were going they and were doing going. that, and they were already established, right. and I was trying to get to that point, but it was so hard. But it's, it is, but when I was 19, I think about, that's all I did. Right. And I just went, right. oh, like, you know, right. feather in the wind, right. like wherever I, I was going. Do you, do you think that, uh, or do you pre-fish now this far into your career, because I, I'll say that about guys like Wheeler, Jordan, you see them all the time. They'll leave a BPT right. event, and then right. if there's if the next one's not off limits, they're riding around there for five right. days. Is that something you do, or do you get no. back home? No, you know that, and and the only reason I say no and and quickly say no is I've been literally every lake in this country at some point in time, two or three and times I, at this at point. Least two I feel or three like times. yeah. So it's all about, to me, you, you're not struggling with, oh, you know, I need to go here, I need to go there. What's I hear this. Like? You, know, you know, the doc talk, so to speak. So it's, it's a deal where when I show up, I pretty much, you can, and, and the other thing is this, you can do a, a lot of homework at home. You don't These have days, to be on yes. the water. These days, mm-hmm. so you can Google Earth it. You can, you know, you know, everything. Google knows everything. <laughs> I'm glad we don't. I'm glad we don't compete, except, compete against Google. Except how to win Angler of the Year against <laughs> Jacob Wheeler. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> Google. Hey Google, how do I stop Jacob Wheeler? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't. He's a you robot. Can't. 
it's just like this week, you know, I noticed that he was up, he, he loaded up and went up. I north saw north. that. And it's like, and it's almost a jealous type deal, but it's, then again, it's Of course. Like, you know. It's also a sacrifice for him, too, is. because it he's sure a family man, Absolutely. just like the rest of us. Absolutely. And so you look at that and go, well, he's, he's lucky or look at him go, but it, it's L- a sacrifice. Let me give you one right quick. Let me give you one right quick. So last year he won at Champlain, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So we were at the St. Lawrence. At an event, and I, you know, in the, in the BPTs, you you fish a day, you're off a day, you mm-hmm. fish a day, you're off a day. Guess where he was? Champlain. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that story. Yeah. So it's, it's like you know, it's a and it's and, a three hour drive from where you're, right. yeah. yeah, from two where you got two and a half, drive, yeah. And he went over there and he practiced. Whether if he practiced for three hours, four hours, ten hours, whatever it was. The other thing was, you take somebody like him. So the first day of competition, I was in his group. First day of competition, the wind's gonna blow. So while everybody else is out here going like, holy man, this wind, this wind, this wind, you know what he's doing? He's putting him a trolling motor shaft that's longer than the one that he has on there at the time. So he can go out there in that wind. And and so shame on us for not taking the necessary steps to be able to be as competitive against him. That's something I've learned from the younger anglers that I'm friends with, like like Justin Atkins. It's these little things that I go, Man, I overlook I that now. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. And it's all these little advancements, whether it's technological or what, whatever, but just little things like Justin will say stuff, and I'm like, you're barely 30 years right. old. You're not right. supposed to know that. That's exactly right. <laughs> you're not supposed right. to know that, and that I've been around exactly this forever. Right. But it's just that he's like, oh, you don't do such and such? Right. I'm like, what? Well, of course I do that. <laughs> you know, I'll never admit that. No. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. I've been doing – man, I've been doing that since you were in diapers. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, don't no, we didn't have that when then, they were in And diapers. then I go and Google, what in the hell he was even doing. What is he doing? Hey, but that's the deal. You know, people ask me all the time, what's the difference in, you know, when I started and now? The only, you know, true boats have changed a lot and there's little gadgets and gadgets on the boats themselves. But in all honesty, electronics is really the only thing that's, because uh, I, I still catching them on baits that I caught them on 50 yes. years ago. None. Except you didn't have a jackhammer, I would That's like to exactly point right. that out. Yeah, I, I would I, like I to. Did, I have to. Have I have to call time out on yeah. you on that. <laughs> but I still do. I, you know, old tubes. You know, yeah. just just jigs and spinner baits, and the same thing that we had 20, 30, yes. 40 years ago. But the mapping and the forward facing and the three sixties and and I don't know however many other terms you want to say that spotlight spotlight yes that's truly what has changed mm-hmm. fishing over the last few years efficiency it's changed the efficiency of it and made us more dangerous right. you know right. and the guys that have put all, all that, that together, together yep. are the ones that you're seeing dominate more times than not so so man i get out there and i get the idling around you know and i got the big graphs and i got everything i don't even know what the hell i'm looking for <laughs> i hate to say it but i don't i feel like that a lot of times when it's like Oh, this is one of those where everybody's going to be graphing for right. three days. At Toho in the Open this year, I felt like I rode around for a day and a half just because I was supposed to. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, what am I looking for out here in the middle of the lake? I mean, it's, it's like. It's I want to like, be throwing a swim jig. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the thing about it is having a, having a 20-year-old, and he, you know, he, goes, he goes and fishes with Trey Swindle, and uh, he gets at Gunnersville, and they go out and they graph. So he knows Trey's teaching Bo. Bo comes home, and he teaches me. You know, so I now I'm kind of getting it a yeah. little bit, but but as far as really being good with electronics, man, I'm I'm like a on a scale of one to ten, I'm gonna give myself maybe a two and a half. 
But you never had to be, though. Think I about never, that. I you, know you, that. You, you are over 1.6 million in career earnings, been at this forever, five wins. You've done it just by reading the water and by being this versatile. But, but like, when they, every time they put you in the situation that's a Stephen Browning situation, for years, especially on, on the bass side of things, you were going to be top ten. Well, I feel like it was automatic, dude. Right. Like they could say, "Oh, we're going here," and you'd be like, mm, "Browning will be in the top yeah. ten. Like he'll make a top ten. You know, and, and it's funny because when you when you look at a schedule at the beginning of the year, you 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 pick out, you know, two or three circle. Yeah, yep. you circle those three events. It's funny the way the format is in the BPT. I can circle that event, but I can almost be willing to bet you. One of those that I didn't circle would be the one that I make the top team. No kidding. No kidding. And now, what what is that though? What what? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's if it's a deal where, you know, it's it's like everything counts. You know, over yeah. over two pounds. But so it's not a deal where you're 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 definitely not dialed into any one thing. Mm-hmm. You're just going fishing. Get bites. So you're just going to get trying to get generate bites. Interesting. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's like some of the ones that, I mean, I have struggled on Lake Champlain, struggled. And uh, you roll up there last year and make a top ten, and I'm like, that wasn't supposed to happen, was it? But it did. And the other thing is <laughs> when I break down my daily catches, the five fish limits that I catch, oh, yeah. they're not that bad. Yeah. You know, they're oh, very I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. You, it, it's, so it's like. Why haven't you been doing this for forty years? You know, it's like <laughs> it's just fishing. So I don't know. I get frustrated at myself a lot because I don't know electronics, and because in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking electronics is you got to get better. Because if you, you get better at that, you're gonna be better, more competitive. And 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 then again, it's like, no, yeah. let's go fishing. We saw you in, in Texas this year. You know, when you guys were out there, what was Palestine, right? Mm-hmm. And it's old school Stephen Brown, and you were hammering them, especially the first the, the, the first day of that deal. It was epic what you put on the board. Honestly, that was as old school yes. fishing of a place that I've been in in years. I mean, when I, I backed my boat in the water, it was like this thing reminds me of the lower Arkansas River. It's not a river. That's just but the but the flatness of everything and and the little ditches that fed the the uh, spawning areas. And I knew those fish would be spawning or getting ready to and everything. So it just clicked immediately. I mean, it just it clicked. And the funny thing about it, you 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 hear this very very seldomly. I had a place to myself, and it's like it stood out like to you I, just. I mean, it stood out to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I to guess you're like this. To, this to is. Me, I was like, this is easy. This is where they're going to be, and that's where and they it's were. Like, that's it, man. That's that that place. Right. Never had anybody else. Never show had up. anybody else. Now, did you fish that every single day? Because I know you won, yeah. you won your round yeah. to make yep. the top ten. Yeah. Yep. So you got a you, you got and to skip right the back. knockout. Right. Right. And you know, and the deal was that it was a three pound deal that last that's day. But on paper, on paper, I had beat everybody. On paper, as far as my 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 biggest fish over three pounds, I had more than anybody, and it and it you know, I'm not going to say I've been unlucky. I don't know what you want to call it, but I have been unfortunate to have 
Mother Nature throw me some, some, and you think, well, ah, that's just an excuse or whatever. But I have had some of the weirdest things happen to me in the last <laughs> four or five years that it's like, how does that happen? It's like Lake of the Ozarks this year. I guarantee I'm winning that tournament. Really? Run, and, the, and the lake comes up a foot and a half and gets, I mean, like, chocolate and milk and i'm like why has it got to rain three and a half inches the night before championship <laughs> round now granted i find this i find this run out and this luck uh at, at, at with 20 minutes to go i mean water pouring out of a culvert and i'm like duh you yeah know, here we go insert spinnerbait there and, 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 I, and, I, and i and i and i go from that's a jackhammer jackhammer right? gonna say you don't throw spinnerbait i don't even know what's, what's a spinnerbait so I, you know i go from ninth to fourth in in 15 minutes and I'm like, dang, why couldn't I have found that earlier? But I'm telling you, I, I can I can give you three or four different classics. I could give you, I mean, I could give you a long list of things that why does it have to rain three and a half inches before a particular day? You know? And it could be said, because I, I I'm with you. I get it. Cause I feel that I feel that at times, especially like my FLW career, I can think back on moments where I'm like, I was in the area where it was one, right. and I finished twenty first. But why didn't I get the eight pound bite That's that right. so and so got that put them in the top ten at Okeechobee, and I caught a five, right? But I didn't catch an eight, you and you're like you're three pounds behind. And, why was that? Yeah, th- those kind of things, or or the same thing. Well, I found them on this bank, but then the wind blew, right. and what you know, wh- right. whatever. It, it's so I, I get that, but with the especially with the flooding situation, I mean everybody. Everybody woke up to the same thing, but it definitely impacted it, certain it, areas it of the lake does. more than others. It does, and it, you know, and it just—it's. Uh, I guess what I'm—I'm I'm crying because I haven't won. You know, I feel like I should win more, but I—I I just don't, and I don't—I don't know if I could ever put that piece of puzzle together. You know, do you think it's harder to win in that format where they zero the weights and everything? Because I mean, look, and and it's part of the game. I say it all the time. It is what it is. You know what you're signing up for, right. but. To have those first two days where you're just stomping on the gas, and then you got the break, and then everybody starts from zero. It does. I, I, I mean, this is not being negative. It sucks. It, does. it sucks for you I because you're because yeah. you let off the gas on oh, day yeah, two because you're like, well, I got it. But you could yeah. just right. stand on yep. it if you yep. if you had the opportunity to just put it away. And I've, so it doesn't necessarily reward the guy that's hammering them all week. I've never been a big fan of going back to zero. Yes. But I understand in our format where you're fishing against, you're not fishing on the same days. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I, I'm competing only against a certain amount of guys. I get that. On one, one, this day, mm-hmm. and this day, and then if you, you know, you yeah. succeed, you're. So to bring everybody together, I understand why they go back to zero. Mm-hmm. Now, do I like it? No, I was not really. Say, no. I don't <laughs> to, like it. To, to I be, never have. Yeah. It, well, going back to the old FLW days, right. that's how it was. Right. And it was became a game of you're trying to manage your fish, but you're right. trying to figure out do you have enough. And they would go from uh, in those, like, late 90s, it was top five, top ten, then top five. Top five. And right. they zeroed right. on right. both right. things. Everybody right. would fish, yep. and they cut to ten, yep. you know. Uh, and I, I remember those just – the guy that would be catching them the first two days would never end up winning most right. of the time. And, and, you know, like. and you see it a lot in, in, in our format on the BPT deal, you know, the guy that, that – a lot of times wins, he barely makes the cut to get into the knockout yep. round. Yep, because he didn't burn them. He barely em. makes the cut mm-hmm. to get into the top eight round. Yep. And then next thing you know, things start clicking. He, and, and, 
So it's, it's kind of like he's fishing the moment instead of fishing, you know, four, five, mm-hmm. six, seven days ago. I always think it's interesting when you get a battle for first and those elimination rounds, right. the first rounds, and the guys are really stepping on it. Right. Trying to make sure right. they went, but right. they're burning, burning through them. them so up. I, I think it was uh, Lucas and Coulter last year at Champlain, and they were like almost to 100 pounds, but they're right. just fish right. catch, fish right. catch, fish right. catch. I'm like, hey, one of you boys is going to have to concede to, yeah. if you want to yeah. win because exactly right. and, and neither one of them end up, you know, end up winning right. the tournament. You know, like they turn. just burn them. Funny, let's go back to Palestine. So Russ Lane on 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 the second day, I mean, I, I almost doubled the guy's weights from the first day. Oh, wait, I'm not look, bragging, was, but I'm no, telling it was, you, it was a beating. It was, it was a beat down. It was a so beating. how about this, man? So <laughs> Russ Lane, all of a sudden, here he comes, day two, and I'm like, my gosh, why, why, were, yeah. why are you burning? I mean, you're killing them, man. You're killing your fish. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like. Crap! I've got to start catching. I got to get a bite. <laughs> yeah, I got to get a bite, and then you don't. You you start fishing faster, and the next thing you know, it's it's like, oh my gosh, man! I'm, I'm what's going on? I can't even generate a bite, so and then good. you start getting bit, and then it's like, then I burn up twenty pounds, you know, and, and a couple of good ones, and I'm like, golly, Russ, come on, you know, <laughs> yeah, come on, Russ, you knew coming you, in today, you, you didn't have a chance. Realize, I told him on camera that one day, I was like. Okay, you want to you want to do this? Russ is big old boy, but I know you. you but you're Arkansas stout, mean. I know I you. Like, you, uh, you want to play this game? I'll play this game with you. The only thing I'm not arm wrestling Russ, and I'm not trying to hit a baseball. No, 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 uh, not at all. Uh, yeah, I remember that you had to step on the gas late that day. Yep. And I always say I'm fascinated with that because it's like I always wonder what that mindset of the guy that's going out, that's leading, going into that second day, knowing, especially with a big lead. But every now and then you start yeah. seeing people, they yeah. start chipping they away start, at it. Yeah. It really is impressive. Do you uh, do you like knowing what everybody's got? Like it, if you could have gone back 25 years Absolutely. in the five-fish days, you would have liked to know because it affects your yep. decisions. Yep. You know what? That's that's what years and years and years ago, Earl Bentz told me one time, he goes, you know what our sport's missing is a scoreboard. He said every sporting event that you that you can think of, has a scoreboard, mm-hmm. and he says right. bass fishing does not have a scoreboard, so you don't know. So there's always, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing? Do I need to change the thing? And I think it has made me so much better of and efficient on the water because I know that if I'm doing something and I'm falling, what I'm doing absolutely, I may be in the right area. But I'm absolutely not throwing the right bait, not or technique-wise and everything. You have to change up. Do you get sucked into that? Oh well, so and so is catching them, so that maybe means that this is going on. I can promise you nine times I did in the beginning. I did in the beginning because I would I, because I mean it's just like you said. You have to be all in at this game because if you're not all in on this game, you, you, you're missing out. So you have to know every guy. You have to know what he does and what he does good. Because it helps you formulate a game plan. Yeah. But I can promise you, about nine times out of ten, you wrong, dog. Throw, I mean, it'll throw you a curve yeah. a little bit. Oh, so and so catching him. He's got to be flipping grass. I mean, I know where the grass is. And I know that's what he's doing, you know. Yep. Then you go back and look at it. It's like, what? A drop shot he's on throwing a one. Why, why was he throwing the spinning yeah, rod? What's that? I think, and as, as, a, as a fan and, and doing this, 
that's always every time you look at a tournament stand, you're like, well, they're catching them like this. When you when you see it, yeah. and then I yeah. love being surprised though, yeah. because you are more times than not because yeah. guys are having to elevate their game. I mean, we saw, and I gave him a hard time on the show about it, but we saw Greg Hackney with a spinning rod at the St. Yeah. John's River last right. year. And he right. said on here, he goes, you can make fun of it all you want, people out there listening that I put down the meat stick. But if you're going to compete in multi-day events, yeah. you better own you, you better a couple spinning rods. And that's something that you you definitely – I remember uh, an elite on Okeechobee. Oh, yeah. And it got yeah. slicked off. Yep. And I remember because I, I may or may not have used what you did that day <laughs> on Pickwick a few times. And, uh, and when it just gets dead slick, and Gunner's on the grass right. with that spinning rod. And a little bitty weight little, on A little bitty on, weight. A little worm yep. and, and go – yep. This is funny because uh, this last event, I told my I told my son when I got off the water that day, I said, "Guess what? I caught two two scorables on today," and he went through a list of four hundred baits, and I was like, "Wrong, wrong, 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 wrong." Like like on that forward facing deal, you know, and yeah. and, and, a, and a, you see a little dot, and you drop that what Demiki rig or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but I, you know, you drop it straight down. Yeah. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a drop shot. I do catch an occasional drop shot. But it said, I guess it's the Mickey rig. I yeah. don't know. So I dropped it down there, and I was like, Look, it looks like a fluke on a jig yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's right, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, ah, leave me. So it caught me two on it. So you know what I did when I got back to the hotel that night? Hey, Z-Man, hey, can you do me a favor? I need 4,000 heads, and I need 400 <laughs> bodies. And you know where they're going to be about two years from now? In a bin in, in hot springs. <laughs> I know, oh. I know how that goes. Oh. Did Bo? Did Bo think you had fallen and hit your yeah, head? You're like, yeah, Dad, are you he okay? Was like, dude, what? What? What was wrong? <laughs> what gives? What, yeah. <laughs> what was wrong was Watts Bar. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, we we saw it with MPFL, and then you guys. I thought, well, I thought it'll get better for y'all. I really yeah. did think that the timing. We were really. I felt like the guys caught it in a funk, a right. lot of transition, but it was yeah. not yeah. better for y'all. You know, and it's funny because. You know that that was one of those lakes that I thought was going to be a sleeper. Yes. And, and you know where I messed up on that lake? I, I messed up watching you on on your on your live broadcast <laughs> because those guys were right. yeah those we'll, guys we'll blame were like, Fat Cat and Bradley I, Hall. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm watching uh, I'm watching them catch them in grass and everything. I'm like, hey, I, I, th- that's all I need to see. I need to see me some grass because I know I can take my jackhammer and I can go to work on them. You know, mm-hmm. mm, that didn't work. They they caught a few during our event on it, but the uh, Satterfield uh, Ryan Satterfield from Arkansas, he was second going to that final day, and he'd been blasting them in the grass. Right, buddy, it dried up yeah. the last day, and I think we had maybe a couple guys a final day catch them, but uh, in some grass. But it, it's weird. Brad Knight says about that lake, like they just haven't adapted to right. it. Right, it's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. He said it on the show. He he said, man, it's like they. They didn't grow up with it, right. so they just so don't, they don't know what to know do that with you're it. Supposed to be, in, yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to be and there. If yet. you have, which yep. Brad did say, he weighed some in our events. His home lake it's the first time he's ever weighed a grass bass in his life. He top tend it, but he caught him on a speed worm winding like he oh, does wow. in Florida. He said, "If you'd have ever told right. me when I was 13 right. years old, I'd be throwing a speed worm on Watts oh, Bar Lake." Bar. So it, it, uh, it, I was very disappointed with those two events. People in Spring City are fantastic. Oh, but, absolutely, but it. I like you when that one. I circled that one on the schedule and told everybody. I'm like, I'm most excited about that for us and for you guys because I think it's going to expose a really cool fishery. Because right. I fished it with Strader a few right. times and it's a blast. Yeah. But for whatever reason, this year they're having a hard time yeah. over there. The spring tournaments didn't take a lot of weight to win. It's just 
I think it's John Murray's fault. Yeah, frankly. exactly. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be honest with you, John Murray. John, he, John, he, he didn't know if he was coming he, or going or he, been there. <laughs> John, John, John hated that like yeah, that I way guarantee too. And but it, you know, but that, there you go. It's it's one of those deals where you know he wasn't wasn't able to 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 keep up with the fish, so to speak. You know, I mean, he guides on there, so I mean, mm-hmm. he's. He can't go out there and do his guide trips right. and keep up with everything. So, I mean, you don't fish a body of water for a month. I don't care if you guided there all your life. If you hadn't been on that body of water in a month, you're starting over. Current information That's is exactly. very, 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 That's very exactly important right. in bass fishing, man. Yep. So, so I got over here my notes. This is a – when you Google Stephen Browning, y'all can do this. I don't know if you're familiar with the IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, but you have an IMDb page where actors are, but you do. It's like the third thing that pops up about Stephen Browning fishing, and it's from your television work where you did the Nat Geo show, where you did the Mississippi River, you did ba- you get credit for Bass Tech. How about that? I remember that back in 2005. <laughs> right? And if y'all, you youngsters watching this, I don't know if that still lives on YouTube somewhere. You and Chigger yeah. and Marty Stone uh, and Gerald. Swindle. Bowman. Skeet. Uh, yeah, Skeet. Chigger. Yeah, Chigger. Chigger yeah. Brumelow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it is. I think it's still on some. It's probably out still there, out there. Yeah. Please go look that yeah. up. That was one of my favorite shows as a, as a young man. I was. I loved Bass Tech because there had never been anything like that, right. and and it was right. short lived. Unfortunately, it was, it was, it was about a. Uh, is either a two or three year run there when ESPN yep. owned Bass and they gave yep. us a big block on Saturday mornings yep. and uh, you know trying to trying to really get it going and you know it just it was one of those deals that. Um, I'm not real sure ESPN know, knew what to do with no. a bunch of bass fishermen. You know, they really didn't. So, uh, you know, after it changed hands and all that went away, it was a lot of fun, you know, reminiscing back on there. And look at here at Lake of the Ozarks. I'm sitting there on the dock. I don't remember if it was a top 10 morning or the knockout round. I'm sitting on the dock. And guess who shows up? Come on. If you say who you're about to Chig- say, I Chigger come shows on, up. man. Hey, hey and, but the only thing. Got to get Chigger on yeah, the podcast. But he, but he wasn't He wasn't in. He, he wasn't in full Chigger he, mode. No, he wasn't in full <laughs> Chigger mode. He, he has grown up. What's his actually. name? What's his name? Uh, Marty DeShield. Marty, that's right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually met him because he worked for JM and he worked for right? Bass. Yeah. I met him at an, an elite event at uh, Toledo Bend in the parking lot. He's walking through and I was like. I swear that's Chigger. I was like, this is after I started working with right, TH Marine. I right. ran over to him yeah. and he's like, hey man, that, I'm Marty. So no t- no goofy teeth. He was right, uh, yeah. right. Let me give you a good, good, that's good, good Chigger moment one time. So so we're doing a, a deal for Z Man, and um, it was it was uh, he was my camera guy, and uh, it was me, Luke Clausen, and David Walker were having a challenge on on Gunnersville. So we're, we're out there doing it, and things aren't going real good, you know, and it took. Typical chigger format. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, dude, you have got the biggest ear hair I've ever seen in my life. He goes, I can't. I'm dead serious. So let me tell you something. If I'm 56 years old and I get ear hair, they're coming. They're gone. Dude, I'm telling you right now, that it, it that has been like a since he told me that, it's like that has been like my worst nightmare. 
to be on camera and have this, this so much. and have his hair sticking you out of my understand. ear, dude. I said to my wife last weekend, I don't know what in the hell's happened to me, but I got blonde ear hairs everywhere. And every time I look in the mirror, it don't matter. You could take shears to them, a bush hog, it don't matter. They're coming with the thunder now. I'm so paranoid about it. Yeah, now, now I'm telling you, it is horrible. She oh, was texting me about it yesterday. Give me a hard time. Make sure your ear hairs are good for your appearance. I'm telling you. Oh, it's like, oh gosh, is this what you do when you get old? I'm like, oh man. Shout out to Chigger for that. Yeah, I mean, because I'm telling you right now, I mean, that's like my my worst nightmares to oh actually gosh. have a camera rolling and this big hair sticking out of my Oh, hair. my gosh, yeah. Be, I'd be, I'm, vain, I'm vain enough to be like, yeah, that would mortify me. Uh, we were at ICAST one time, and Andy Morgan's going to kill me for this story, but I got to tell it, and, and Strader may kill me too, but Typhoon sunglasses uh-huh. were around, you right, know, back right. back a few years ago. And we were at ICAST, and they had this big column wrapped with Andy's picture, and he's standing there like this, the typical wearing your jersey right, pose that we, right. we all have to do one time or another. And he's like this, and it's a side profile. And he had so many ear hairs sticking out, <laughs> and Strader goes, would you look at that right there? He said, that dumbass don't even know he needs to trim his ear hair. I've got to get on him. Look at this. And he's like filming it on his phone and texting Andy. So wait, wait till Andy sees that. Yeah. He, uh, he'll, he'll like it. But Wesley goes, you got to be taking care of yourself. And from that moment on, I was like, oh, gosh, i got to pay attention. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, so little things in life, that, that, you know. That, life lessons yeah, with people it. named oh. Wesley Strader and Chigger Rumbelo. Oh, my God. I, I remember the, uh, and I still go back and watch this on YouTube because you can find it. If you've never seen any of the Chigger stuff that he did with Bass, it was really funny. But when he took y'all were at Murray, and they put him in, <laughs> they put him in that boat called the Brumbelow, and he had two strippers in the back yep, before yep, takeoff, yep. and Sago Sado as a Japanese Elvis. <laughs> He's like everybody, everybody loves Japanese Elvis and dancing girls at takeoff, and he was idling through everybody at blast off. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, make bass yeah. fishing fun again, yeah. guys. Like that was. Hey, man. That was amazing. Uh, the other one is this uh, that I love, and I still go back and watch them, and, and la- I'm crying right now, yeah. man. And, I, and I'll cry. <laughs> so funny. I, I mean, it is. You you go back and watch the one where he, he's fishing off the front end of that. Yes, dog. pulls up on. He goes cluns over there on my spot. <laughs> yeah, he, but, <laughs> and he but he he gets one. You know, it's like he's got one on a Zepco thirty three. Yeah, you know, yeah. he goes, oh, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. And he just wrestles and wrestles and wrestles. <laughs> and finally, he goes, okay, he's resting. I'm resting. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. That was at Clark. That was at Clark's Hill. Yeah. And it was oh, like the top so five day or whatever, and they're having a very serious bass um, tournament, and he's out there in a fountain running yeah. around, but he would. Yeah. It was just a serious. Oh. I think Clun's about to pull up over on my other hole. Like it's just so the timing of it. But the interview they did with him at that Lake Murray thing, he's sitting in a lawn chair, and he goes, "Well, when Bass decided they were coming to Lake Murray, this is Davy and I's home lake." <laughs> It's just the way he worded stuff. This is Davy and I's home lake, so we thought we'd throw him apart. <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, does he live up there now? Is he uh, in no, that he, part of the world? He's in, he's at Lake of the Ozarks. Now. Okay, so he's he up there. At, he was okay. at... Uh, it was Little Rock based, yeah, right? Yeah, but then he, then he moved out... Uh, uh, to either Lake Murray or, or one of those lakes out there, and then he's he's back up. In okay. Those arcs. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, man, that that that's good memories there. I saw that this morning. And I was like, I gotta ask you about that. Yeah. Now, the for those that don't know this, the to me, this is the most epic thing you've ever done. Was that Mississippi River Challenge show where you guys started in the headwaters, 
And it was an elimination type deal, right? No, no, or no. Or was it just you, a journey? I can't remember the whole. I watched it. Down the Mississippi River. Uh, myself and two guys from, from California. Yeah, put that in a boat and, and you can go down the Mississippi River with that one. Uh, literally, man, you could go up on the, on the headwaters of the Mississippi and literally step across it. Step across it. And then we went all the way down to the to where the you know Mississippi dumped out. To Venice, Gulf. yeah. And um, funny thing about that whole trip, the thing that I remember the most, the producer, uh, a, a good friend of mine who's passed away uh, not too long ago, Tim Schick. Tim Tim meets us in St. Paul, Minneapolis, and he goes um, he goes okay, and, he, and they bring this. Uh, um, Bass Pro Shop had given us this big cabin pontoon boat, you know, to make the trip down the Mississippi River. And we done, we have destroyed a jet jet boat going going in another little four hundred miles of it. And uh, anyway, we get in this pontoon boat, big cabin cruiser type deal, and, he, and uh, you know, he's got it mapped out. I mean, it's a production, uh, of course. The more the the longer you're out there, and a the complicated more, production. Yeah, at that. The more you're out there, the the costier it gets. Blah blah blah. So. He goes, okay, man. They say this boat, this boat will go, you know, twenty-one to twenty-four miles an hour. So, so what do you think? Let's go out here and let's run it right quick. Let's get used to it and whatever. We run out there, wide open, dude. Thirteen miles an hour. Now, no, I want you guys to do math on this: twenty-one hundred miles, thirteen miles an hour compared to twenty-two miles an hour. It's almost like we added like an amazing amount of days of production because we weren't moving very fast. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, and we went, bless, uh, they had insurance on that barge. It was a good thing because, I mean, it got to the point where then we ran into some floodwaters and we got, it was just, it was a, it was an awesome. And the Mississippi's trip. really rough. Yes, I mean, it it's is. a rough body. Oh, it's yes, a, it's it an angry a, old river yes, more times a, than not. Yep. We get to Natchez. Mississippi, and we pull over to get gas, and we've got these jugs, you know, and we actually pull over, remember, run across yeah. the street, and get gas and everything, and and these, these two black men are sitting on the bank, and they were like looking at us like we the craziest, <laughs> craziest bunch of people ever. He goes, I can remember it till this day. He goes, man, that Mississippi, she's mean. She actually took took two of his buddies had drowned out Unreal. there. Just yeah. Just that summer, uh, had taken them both, and he he was like, "Y'all crazy," and it was it was up and rolling, man. And I remember him. And you know, people don't people don't think about it, but river systems and these lakes that we're that we're on, it's it's not an easy gig out there, man. It's, no, it's, you know, I mean, there has been people that that have been messed up pretty severely. Well, we saw know. it. Mother nature rules all, right? Like Absolutely. she, she's going, she's like Absolutely. you said, she's ruined tournaments. She, yeah. But we saw it this week, Yellowstone park. You yeah. think about all that oh Montana, yeah. 500 year flood. Right. I mean, right. yeah. water is not to be messed with. No, it is just not. not. It, it, it takes yep. too many people yep. from us every year I because mean, people don't respect I mean, it no, enough. No. But that river in particular, I remember some FLWs and things around Memphis, people yes. ripping motors Motor, off of yep. transoms yep. and just insanity. Yep. With the current against the wind against the current. Hey, how about the old days in the FLWs when we used to go over there and guys would literally. Now, back in the day, about 
30 to 40 gallons max on yeah. fast boats. They would have that much strap strap. Yeah, down on the back deck. On the back deck. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh. Those were the rules were changed yes. very yes. quickly after those. And, yes. and and they were hiding gas cans on the yep. banks yep. and yep. stuff. Cause I think uh Gary Klein, Davy right. Hot, they were all they were running way right. down, like yep. to what, Tunica Lake yep. or something. Uh, uh Ferguson, I Ferguson. believe that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. And like, just in, yeah. insane runs, and I, you know, and but but you sit and think about it, man. Those guys that that did well in some of those events were outside the box thinking. Yep. I mean, they knew that they could run. All right, so you strap another 30, 40 gallons on your boat. I'm gonna I'm gonna make time to go hide it in the woods where I can run faster. Yep. You know, I'm not I'm not toting another. 500 pounds or whatever, mm-hmm. however much it weighed. You know what I'm saying? I can so beat I mean, you down it, there. I can beat you down there. I'm going to get more fishing time. And, and you know, it's just um, Randy Blockett and and, yep. uh, and, um, and Klein, we had a tournament on the Arkansas River one time, and they were running in Pine Bluff. They were locking through twice and going way up a, a, a body of water called Little Biomeda and, and running way, way, way up it. And... Uh, and they were hiding gas cans out. So how about this? So I, I'm working for the state of Arkansas, wastewater treatment plant inspector, and, I, and I'm, I'm doing water samples off of this bridge. And, and, I mean, only a handful of people even knew the bridge even existed. So I run over there, and I'm, I'm taking my water samples off this bridge, and I look down, and there's gas tanks down there. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, what the crap is that? And I walk down there, and I get them. Because I didn't, you know, obviously didn't want them to wash off in my stream that I was saying, yeah. you know. So I get them. Some of them are full. Some, are, yeah. So I'm like, so I'm like, oh, they've ran above this bridge. You don't ever hear about anybody running above that bridge. You can put in at the bridge and go up there fishing. But I'm like, those dudes. So don't think when tournaments didn't come around. I started going up underneath that bridge. Now, granted, it. I didn't hide gas and do all that. It was, you know, when you didn't have to worry about toting that much gas. Yeah. But it was just like, you know. What are the odds, though, of you right, right, seeing that, working right. your day job, and these and these Here guys. they are, yeah. So, oh. it, it, you know, it's it, but but outside-the-box thinkers. It goes right back to the to – the, we, we talked about it earlier. The, the young guys that stay longer, you know, and, and, and learn something, yeah. you know, while everybody else is going back home, you know, you got to be, you got to invest, be invested a hundred percent. You can't do if it. You're not, it's you're not going to work out. You're not going to work any, out. Anymore. I mean. Go, go, going back to that Mississippi journey real quick, just because I'm fascinated by production and all that. How many days total did that shoot last for y'all? I think we were on, actually on the water 38 days. Golly. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like, you know, 20, 20 and change, but it, uh, the, the, so, so I'll break it down to you right quick. So we, we paddled a hundred miles in, in four days. We got on this jet boat, a jet drive boat and, and 400 miles of the river in a jet drive boat, which none of us had any experience in a jet drive motor. So we didn't realize you really needed to take care of that lower unit, you know. So we'd run over stuff, and then it wouldn't suck right, you know. So then we had to be – we. so that was a a couple of days. And then we was 20 – it was over 2,000 miles in the – in the pontoon boat. Now, did y'all stay in that pontoon all oh, the time? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, stunk, man. We stunk. Golly. And, and the big deal was 
we 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 knew where we were going and destinations. And I mean, and, and people make that trip a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. so so any given year, they say there's somewhere between eight and ten people that will actually do the whole river. The entire trek. The no entire kidding. trek in a single year. No, there's people that have done it. They'll do it in one year I'll go these 400 miles next year. Oh, okay. Go, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So th- there are people that have done it. But, um, you know, to do the whole thing in in 38 days, that was, you know, that's it's pretty, it was pretty intense. And then, then we got up around St. Louis and, uh, I mean, the floodwaters came. And and like you said, man, that Mississippi River, that's a beast. Yeah. And uh, production asked us one night, said, how do you feel about, about traveling at night? I mean, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know. So we're cruising down the river one night, man, and, and I was driving the boat, and I hit something and didn't really think much of it, you know. So we, we go on down the river a little bit, and we pull off. We always would pull off behind a sandbar or something, you know. I mean, it wasn't any sandbars. Everything was flooded. But we would pull off and and sleep. Well, when we woke up that morning, it, it, it wasn't flat it was kind of had a little list to it you know off on the side of it and i'm like what in the world so we had to get that we had we had a crew that was carrying a trailer the whole way down we had to get them to put the boat on the trailer we went and drilled holes in the aluminum to get the water out and then jb weld jb weld i mean they should literally it is your they should have been a sponsor of our i mean i mean we we used the jb weld on that on that trip down there and that was that they i mean it was a uh i learned learned a lot about jb well you learned a lot about yourself on that you learned a lot about, about myself. I kind of, that's what i was gonna ask I, I i know mentally even though it's a tv thing but you're they're filming you going yeah. through this right and being away from your family and, and i can imagine there were yeah. moments where yeah, you're like what in absolutely, the heck uh, am i doing i want to say tammy and I know Tammy did. I don't remember if Bo was able to come with her. Uh, a couple of stops where we knew we were going to be at a destination for a couple of days. Okay. Because it was kind of a history lesson, too. We would stop and, you know, show what went on yeah. in that region yeah. and stuff like that. And they, they were actually got to come out. So I did get to okay. see them a couple of times uh, during the trip. But, it, it uh, yeah, it got long at the end. I can imagine. You know, it, it really did. And, I, and, I'll never forget when that announcement came out that you were going to do that. And I'm like, he, Stephen yeah. Browning is an animal. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, you, but hey, you're the bow hunting. You're you're like you are. I think you could make it out there. Have you ever thought about going on naked and afraid? I mean, uh, have you, ever, you know <laughs> what? It's funny, man. So I'm at Bass Pro Shop here. We're doing the spring the the 50 year deal. You know, the, here a few months ago, and I and I run. I sit beside Clun in a in a little seminar deal, and he goes, "Man, I think about you all the time." I was like. I mean, Rick Clinton. You're like, what? Wait like, a second. Yeah. Don't think, yeah, oh, kind of oh yeah. yeah, boy, I'm puffed up now. It's like, he's goes, fixing to ask me about yeah, chatterbaits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, every time I see naked and afraid, I think about you, and I'm like, you jackwagon. <laughs> I didn't get that from Rick Clinton. Yeah, that was yeah, an original yeah, Luke Duncan yeah, thought. I'm, I'm That's like, all. So I guess Clinton and I are on the same wavelength. I can yeah. say that now. <laughs> well, it can't, it was, uh, That's amazing. you know, back in, the, back in the early 2000s, I did the wild rules. Yes, yes, which, which was yes. a survivor type yeah. deal, you know, and uh, and I guess that that kind of, and he was actually the one. So so the uh, the deal was ESPN wanted a fisherman to be on that deal, you know. So they invited Clun, and he had some scheduling conflicts. 
so Marty Stone, they asked him. Marty was smart enough to go, hey, what's the, what's the day rate? The day rate was like 50 bucks. And then uh, so he was like, I'm out. You know, Marty's all about the yeah, I was going to say, Marty's yeah. financial yeah, guru. He, he's yeah. like, no, nah, I'm out. And uh, and myself, I, I was I was too naive to even think about any of that kind uh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, TV, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, heck, I'll go do it. So, you know, off we go to, to British Columbia and – this big game that you play, you know, and it was like a survivor deal, but I don't watch any survivors anymore. I did at the time. I don't anymore because I know for a fact they don't sit out there that long and not lose weight. I lost 15, no, I lost 20 pounds in 15 days. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So Whoa. I'm like, they're feeding them. I know they're feeding. They, they yeah, have, they got a catering tent. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. I'm like, they, they, they it's like what's the staff? And yeah, yeah they got a huge like, production crew on this the, remote island. The the greatest moment of that particular 15 days living out there, we had a production and we had to get in a pontoon boat to go to the other side of the lake. So at the end of the day, it was raining nasty. You couldn't believe it. Cold. We grab up all of our our belongings, so life jackets and your backpacks and everything. And we're just dead beat tired, and we go up, go up to the top of the little hill that we had our makeshift camp in, and we dump everything out, and a brown paper bag shows up. Well, it's a productions person's lunch that they didn't eat. So we get, we, we're, we're like, oh, crap, man. And the cameras are rolling the whole time. So we're shoving it up underneath. We're getting it up <laughs> underneath, dude. We don't even know. It's like the mystery tackle box, you know? I mean, we're like, we're like, oh gosh, don't, don't show anybody, don't, you know? So we're running. So we get ready to go to bed, and luckily the, the camera guys are staying in the camp with us. They got their tent, and, you know, they're, yeah. they're living in the cots and all that. We're sleeping on the ground. So we open this brown paper bag up, and it's got a peanut butter and banana sandwich in it. And, it's, and there's four of us at the camp, and I mean, boom, boom. <laughs> Where, where it's like the greatest, I mean, it was like the greatest meal I've had in, in weeks. I always say a peanut butter, peanut butter sandwich or peanut butter crackers on a boat. When yes. you ain't got anything else, it'll taste like a filet mignon at the nicest right. steak. So I can imagine after being oh, starved. Unbelievable. Just to have a taste of anything. We ate, literally, we ate wild onion soup for three or four days. And then... It was a deal where I started catching a fish every once in a while. And I'm telling you, like a little small rainbow trout and, and four or five of you in camp. Don't last I long. I mean, it don't last long. Yeah. So we had, uh, we had fish soup for a few days. Yeah. Uh. One day I caught two fish. Caught two fish. So we boiled one of them. And then we put one. We made a makeshift grill and made us one and, and just pretty basically fried one on a rock. And, and ate it that way. I mean, it was it was so nasty, so nasty. But that was a lot of fun. But a cool experience. I it mean, it was a great. Experience. What a lot. I mean, what a life. Yeah, and what it was what, a great experience. And and now, I, you're nowhere near being done with this. That's what's <sighs> cool is you've had this amazing career. But man, it's going so good this year. I mean, just on a roll. Thirteenth right now. You know, it, it's it's one of those deals, and I get asked this a lot: why I changed why I left Bass and why I did. And it had nothing, absolutely zero, to do with any organization. It, it, it made no, I, I didn't even, that wasn't even in my formula of why I wanted to go. I just wanted a different challenge. 
And and if you, and it, to me, if you don't challenge yourself, then you, you, you're going to be the same person day in, day out. And I'm like, dang, man, that's a format that I have watched that I felt like I would fit, I would fit in. And, uh, you know, I, and I, it's like, I, I'm going to go try that. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you can always go back, you know. And, and, and like I said, you know, hindsight 2020, you know, you get this thing about fear of missing out, whatever that FOMO. FOMO, FOMO. yeah, the kids so kid say. Yeah. It was almost some of that. You know, a little oh, bit yeah. of that. It was like, golly, what if it's this? Well, all these guys that you've yeah. came up with are all like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're going hey, and here I'm now. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. And I'll be honest with you listeners too, man. I wasn't one of the original 80 that got invited. I was 81st. And that kind of pissed me I, off, man. I get it. It pissed a lot of guys I off. I mean, it was yeah. like... Am I not good yeah. enough to be over here with you guys? So that when they invited me, it was like, you know, heck with them. Yeah. But then I was like, nah, maybe you want to, you know, let's go. Let's go try it. And uh, I'm glad I did. I mean, like you said, I've had, I've been successful at this format uh, just because it, it kind of takes you back to the, your roots of fishing. It's getting bites. It's getting bites. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you guys. The, the, the going out and fishing for seven or eight bites a day in an in a eight-hour tournament deal, that's just the most boring fishing that there is. I don't – it just is to me. And some days that's, a, that's the only bite you can get that's, even in that format, right? right? But, 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 right. It, but it's, it is more realistic, I think, at times to what your normal weekend guy goes out right. there and does. He just you, catches you, what you he catches. You your butt and, off all week. You guys are out there working your butt off out there, and you cannot wait till Saturday morning. The, the, one of the greatest commercials ever – was the one where the guy on the alarm clock? Yep. Seven, five days yeah, a yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snooze. Yeah. Snooze. Yeah. Snooze. When that thing goes off on yeah. Saturday morning, Jack, he's pounding. Yep. He's gone. And that's a that's a very true it, thing it is, in life. It, it is. is. It absolutely is. You don't go out there. You're not fishing for five or six bites on a Saturday or Sunday yeah. if you're given that day to fish. You're fish. You want to go out there and catch every stinking. And most guys that go aren't going. Well, with my best five, we we get caught right. up in that. We right. see that a lot because no, it's you know a standard. What they but, do? This is what they do. They go, I caught 20. Exactly. Best, best one's about six. You don't know that the other night. <laughs> Might have been 10 inches. <laughs> yeah, but the best one was six. That's right. You tell them about the big fish and you tell them how many. And let's that's, go to the house. That's a fact. We had a great day of fish. That's right. So, and, that's what, and that's what it's about to me. I, I spoke at this high school deal, which is why I'm in town, uh, this Commissioner's Cup, and spoke to the kids last night. And, and I get just like you do. Tons of messages from kids, whether high school, college, and, and even adults that are trying to get into it. Right. You know, man, I want sponsors, or man, I want this. And the number one thing that I tell, and I preach this to my kids, is forget all that. Yeah. Learn to bass fish and learn to catch fish. You know why? Because it's fun. Because you know what I would be doing, and I said this too many times on here, but without all this, I'd still be going bass right. fishing. Because I love right. it. I love right. it till the day I die. Like, That's nothing right. will ever yeah. change that. Take the business side of it away, the pro tournaments, big tournaments. I could never fish another tournament again. And guess what? I'll still go wade fishing That's for right. smallmouth. I'll still go pond hopping. I'll still. So I think that's that's where we lose sight of because of. Cardboard checks, right. the jerseys, the truck right. wrap. People right. get caught up in that. Right. But man, the basis of it is still fun yep. and catching bass. That's right. Like that's that's where it should be. And I've 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 you know like uh, earlier I, I mentioned you know it, it takes you back to your roots as format does. You know I don't understand how you get a child involved in fishing without him catching something. Yes. 
it, it doesn't matter if it's a it's if it's a bluegill, a crappie, a bass, a walleye, whatever it is. I promise you, you go out there and you go, okay, we're going to go fishing for five bites today. That young man or that young lady in the back of that boat, she's not going to be in that back of that no, boat very often. No, they, I mean it's it's, it's got to get like. Uh, that was boring. Yeah, they got to get bit. Yeah, got to get bit. Yeah. Get them interested. So one last thing, I'm gonna, I, I, I've got to get you to your Arkansas Razorback baseball game. Right. Go Vols, even though we're terrible when we got put out. No, y'all not terrible. It's just, uh, I mean, you just had a couple of bad games. Yeah, and that, and that and that can happen. We've seen it already in the tournament. But you, Stephen said, hey, I can do the podcast, but I got to be watching those. I got to be watching those Omahogs this afternoon. But I want to end on this because I think you've got a great perspective on this. And, and like I mentioned, I'm here for this Commissioner's Cup. Bo fished the very first one ever. But where are we as a sport right now, do you think? Because we, we hear a lot of talk of growing the sport, and we got this youth movement, but but to a veteran like you, where are we at, do you think, as a whole? Honestly, as a whole, I fished for the same $100,000 first place prize that I did mm-hmm. 25 years ago. Until we as a sport, a competitive sport, can fish for way more money. Yes. I'm sorry, we're just going to be what we are. Yep. That's just my personal opinion. I, I and honestly, I honestly think that if there was ever a chance that major, major tournament trails could fish for life-changing money, hundred thousand dollars twenty-five years ago was life-changing money. Yes. Hundred thousand dollars today is not life-changing money. No. You just pay a few extra bills yeah. off. And, and, you're going to pay your and, credit card debt off for your entry fees and right. gas prices right now. If you were, if, if, and we were going, we were headed in the right direction with the FLW Cup, million dollars. Yes. Bass Classics, $500,000. That's, that's, that's not, it need, they need to be, the championships need to be for a million. Yep. The day in day out tournaments need to be anywhere from a quarter to three hundred thousand mm-hmm. day in day out. If you were able to accomplish that in a tournament trail, I promise you, that I'm, I'm I'm just promise you, it would it would take it to another level. If you could ever get it bigger than that, the only reason golf is where it is is that is because of the payout. Yeah, people love to see people win. And they love to see people lose. And when yes. you got that kind of money on the line, they love to watch. I love watching golf. I absolutely suck at golf. I love to watch those guys that get in contention, the McElroys, the Dustin yeah. Johnsons, the you know the Tigers in his heyday. I love to watch that guy close and that clutch moment. Oh, Stephen yeah. Curry. Yes, yes. Dude, let me tell oh, you something. God. I watched him, and I and my wife's like, you don't ever watch. But you know, I said, I always watch the, the, I always the watch, finals. Yeah, I always watch. This is the yep. World Series. Yep. This is the, yep. the, the Stanley Peak Cup. performance. Yeah. I yes. want to watch the guys that when they get on that platform, they close. From a competitor, it helps me know, dadgummit, man, when you get there, don't get caught up in the moment. Yes. Don't get caught up in the moment. Close. Wheeler. It's inspiring. Yeah. Wheeler, Van Dam, uh, Jordan Lee. I mean, you can go, I mean, Hackney's. You can go on and on and on. And, and there's a group that they say you don't want to be with in that top 10 day. 
They're right. They're right. They're right. There's a reason. Yeah. Because the odds of you winning, whew, not very good. Well, you look at just the BPT there at, at Watts Bar with Salzman winning. I mean, and, and no disrespect to him at all, but he had a wolf breathing down his neck. Hey, and man. he, I mean, by the skin of his I teeth, mean, and he pulled he it off. It. But it's yep. amazing to me that Jacob is right there and that Jordan's been right there. That so many, like you're saying, the guys that the Van Dam, the runs that Van Dam went on. Mark Davis was one back what? in the day. Yes, you, you didn't want to be running no, Mark down. No. It all climbed. You didn't you want to be could, running them you down. You could go back. You could go back in 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 history and look at some of these guys and look at the runs that they were on, and uh, man, it's just amazing. And that and that's just, you know, again, you, you're all in. You're yeah. all in because you want to. You want to be able to. You want to be that guy one of these days when you put yourself in that position. And you know, Dad Gummit, I want to win. You know, and and it's like. Maybe you got a chip on your shoulder because you haven't won or whatever, and people don't think you can or whatever, whatever that may be. That's the only reason that I watch at golf. I watch the NBA mm-hmm. Finals. I watch these these championship deals where the cream of the crop rises. Uh, you watch them turn it up. And turn it up. And, that, you know, and it's like, you know, we talked about that, Tennessee and Arkansas. Tennessee was right there all year long, but there was two games where they didn't turn it up. Mm-hmm. Didn't turn it up. I don't for for whatever reason. For whatever was, reason. Whatever reason it was, they didn't turn it up. Arkansas had been ranked in the top five all year long. All of a sudden, they get to the last ten ball games and they lose seven of fall them. Fall apart. Fall yeah. apart. And it's like, what the crap? But now they're turning it up just a little bit. Whether or not they're going to turn it up today, I don't against know. Stanford, we'll see. Yeah, but I'm on watch. You know, I'm on watch, and I'm on. There will be one team that. Turns it up. There's no doubt about and, it. And it's College World Series is fun to watch, it is man. Fun and, to watch. And, and I'll be just completely honest, not to be a bandwagon fan. I've been a Tennessee fan my whole life, but our baseball program has just been really relevant in the last couple, two or three years. Right. And so I've, I've paid more attention to college baseball than I ever have. For, now, you guys out here, college baseball, I mean, Arkansas, they, they're the Omaha Hogs for a reason. Right. Like they, right. they go Dave Van Horn, yeah. fantastic coach, but. My kids are really into college baseball right now, too, and it's been so fun. The, the SEC championship, the tournament is in Hoover, Alabama. It's two and a half hours from the house, so we've gone the last two years to the tournament. And it's just college baseball. Yeah, like, if, it, you, it, if you don't watch it and you're any kind of baseball fan, you're missing out because yeah, it is really fantastic. Are. It's just the really same are. as college basketball and college it football. Is. It is it, I, it is. I love college sports. Oh, I yeah. really do. So I really much do. fun to watch. And then you got college fishing. And it's so fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, my son, you know, he is uh, actually changing schools, going to Montevallo. I was told that this, this week. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's it's uh, down our way. It's one of those deals where you know I've I've watched them and I'm like, golly, man, these kids are so freaking good, man. I mean, they really are. And it, and it's sometimes it's a you may call it a fluke that one team wins or whatever, but nine times out of ten, it's not that. You see the same names. You, you see the same names. Start it's, to, it's like you like, said, the cream rises. Like wow. the the Logan Parks, yeah, uh, Tucker, Tucker Smith kids. Smith, man, yeah. those kids are. They're, I mean, they're, they're not going. Good. They're not going anywhere. I mean, they they're are not going good. anywhere. It's amazing. It's amazing. Before we leave, if I don't do this, my wife is going to hang me. <laughs> so I know you guys are. You got hey, and, and I will say this, and, and and this is a little bit different subject, but we talked about this a little bit, touch base on it just a little bit earlier today. Is is watching guys come and go? Yeah, you know, have yeah. really good talent, and uh, without a doubt, I mean, I know you've got a big family, I've got a you know a yes. small family, but the support that you get from your family is is 
bar none, the number one thing that huge, huge. I mean, beyond huge. It is. It is. It's it far outweighs the support you get from sponsors and everything because I mean that's family. Now, granted, your sponsors are family as well, but but without my wife doing what she does for a living. She's a real estate agent here in town, and I mean, mm-hmm. she kills it. And because she works seven days a week. Never stop. Disciplined way more than I ever have been. And and it, and that's a fact. I'm not saying this just because I want to throw this out there. But she has motivated me to 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 put a little extra effort into, into what I'm trying to do for a living because I know that I've got a 20-year-old I won't say that he's coming up in my footsteps. I think he's making his own, so to speak. And I just, you know, without that support at home, it's so hard to make it at this game. I mean, at anything. At anything. But right, especially right. with the road travel yep. involved, the, yep. the sacrifices it yep. does take to be a part of this. And it, and it's it, so big, it, man. It, it really is. And, it, and, you know, and like I said, sponsors are, are, are awesome, you know, and, and they're great. And, and I have a – you know, one of the things that I've always done, I never chased the dollar, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I've always chased relationships, and 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 I have sponsors I've been working with for for twenty plus years, and I'm not gonna lie, they don't pay me that well. But just I hate to go. You're not gonna be one of the guys that jumps for another yeah, pack of worms, kind of guy. So that's always my joke: is hey, you give me two packs of yeah, trick worms, yeah. I'm gonna come I'm, over I'm here. I'm gonna come yeah, over I mean, here and do it. it. That's and that's we see that too, and we yeah. see it with young guys a lot too. Yeah. You lose credibility, especially in this social media world. Oh. You can't tell me last year that a blazer bass boat was the best, or a ranger, right, or a phoenix, right, or a right. triton, or whatever. You can't tell me it was best, and now go. Guys, I have I now found the greatest bass boat of all time. Well, for six years, you've told me that was the hey, best bass. So I've it's got tricky, to, man. I've got it's tricky. Throw, I've got to throw somebody under the bus. <laughs> I love I it. Let's go. I just have to. It's when you watch people. He, he wears a, a T on his hat. So for years and years <laughs> and years and years, Bill, Bill Dance and Strand Fishing Line Hand in hand. Hand in hand. Yeah, that's yeah. all you ever thought. Blue about. strand, baby. That's all you that's needed all in you life. Need. Fluorescent blue. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I see him fishing something else, and it's because, and I'm like, no, wait a minute. It's a timeout. What's wrong with the <laughs> I, got, I got a garage full of strand. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it's kind of brittle. But, it's been out there just, a long time. You know, and, and I'm not, I, I shouldn't even have said that, but I, I just. That yeah, is a, a, it's a critical part of the business, it but it's also an unfortunate part because it it's like, Yep. Hey, and, and you right. see it whether it's you see that NASCAR guy changes right. up the car that he's yep. driven. You see it yep. in all kind of sport. It's, Tiger Woods goes away from Nike or Tiger. Right. People are right. like, what? Whoa, what, whoa, what, whoa! What, yeah, you know, tennis shoes, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Golf clubs he yeah. went to, 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 to Taylor made. Now these are the greatest. That's right. It's just you know it is, and and it's as a as I will say this to any any youngster that's listening to this. Make sure that if you do change brands, you're changing for the right reason yes. and not not the wrong reason. Not just a checkbook. Not just a checkbook. It, it needs that whatever that product may be, whether if it's fishing line, reel rod, uh, baits, whatever. If it doesn't make you better, trust me, you, you, not you, worth it. It's not worth it. Absolutely, credibility is everything. And then I would yep. say. I always try to focus on something that I can hang my hat on as right. well, promotionally. Right. I'm not just doing it because you hand me yeah, $5. Right. It better be something yeah. that I actually like. And I, I've told everybody I've ever worked with, they're like, hey, we'd like to do this. Okay. 
well, I want to I want to know how you do your business. I want to know because, like like I, I use Baitworks for an example that that sponsor this show. Uh-huh. Did my due diligence on them. They reached out to me. Right. Sounded great, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate the deal a little bit. Then I went to their facility before we ever right. really did anything. Right. We I'm like, you know what? I I don't care to send people to y'all because y'all got it going on. And man, and I hear great things about yep. them from people that listen to the show that shop with them, right. and that's. That's great for me. Oh, like that, 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 that makes pretty me, cool. Little, little, little yes, operation. Yes, it is. They got it going. Have, they I, got it going on up there. Some, I know some of those folks. Yeah, up there that, they, uh, yeah, they got they got it going on a little bit. But Stephen Browning, I, I appreciate say, you, buddy. I appreciate it. I hope we didn't talk too long. I don't know how long. Oh, it doesn't matter. Hey, when you're when you're the host, you're the one that edits it. You're the one that does it. We just nice. it don't even matter. Nice. They can be these episodes can be from thirty minutes to two and a half hours. Right. It don't matter. Good. Good. The longer the better for me, man. Awesome. I really appreciate you. Thank y'all for listening. Part two coming up. Well, in typical LBL fashion, I promised a part two to this with the uh, folks that run the Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation Commissioner's Cup, but. Got down there yesterday afternoon. It was total chaos, weigh-in going on, and not really a good place to do a podcast. So I decided just to close this episode out. We're going to try to get those guys on here in the next couple of weeks because they're doing amazing things. Deke Whitbeck, Jack Whitbeck, the whole crew there from the Arkansas Fish and Game and the Fish and Game Foundation, I appreciate them having me, Express Boats. It was a great event. I got to watch yesterday. It was so cool. And I put it on my Instagram story. But they had a uh, senior division and then the junior division, which is junior high and, and below. And the two little boys that finished second in the junior division were in the second and third grade, man. Second and third graders. Absolutely uh, made me smile on a Father's Day weekend, to say the least. But they said they started fishing tournaments last year. I got to interview them, and it was just so funny. They're like, catching them on a ledge, on a red bug, trick worm, on a Carolina rig. They knew their they – their pattern notes, it was it was really, really fun. But the initiative behind that Arkansas Game and Fish Foundation, the Commissioner's Cup, to, to get kids in the outdoors, to get them away from, you know, video games as much, even though sometimes on bass boats it looks like a video game with all of our electronics. But it's a really cool initiative, great people doing great things, and I was, uh, I was very proud to be a part of it. So thanks to them for having me, for being such a welcoming host. And, and then uh, to Express for trusting me to represent them at that event. So very cool weekend. And thanks to Stephen Browning. Holy crap. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. He is, uh, he is a top-notch individual in this sport. And what, a, what an amazing conversation with him there. All right, I'm going to take you out. It's Father's Day. Be sure to hug your mom. Be sure to hug your dad. But uh, I'm going to take you out a little different this week. And I know some of you all listen, uh, listen to the music that I put out there, and I've been writing a lot of new songs, but this is one, I, I will I will say this, It's it, if you got three to four minutes, that's how long this song is, but I recorded this, this is just a cell phone recording from last Father's Day weekend, and I wrote this song, I was sitting out by, by my pool, sitting on the back deck, late one night, and, uh, and, and I thought of this, like what I would say to my kids, like a letter to my kids. And that's what this song is. And it, and it means a lot to me. But this is a rough recording. You can hear me like stop and I'm reading the lyrics. This, is, this was the first shot out of the cannon after I wrote this song. But I'm going to take you out with this today for Father's Day. I know this is uh, Monday after Father's Day. But check this out. Let me know what you think. We're going to get back in the studio hopefully this fall and record some new music. But uh, this is just kind of, I don't even have a title for this song. This is, this is a letter to my kids 
essentially. And it's a, it's a rough recording, so don't judge me too harshly. But uh, if you're still hanging with us, check it out. Enjoy it. I will see y'all next week. Do what you say, don't say what you do Don't think to blame for things that ain't true Don't spend it all in one place A short fuse will blow up in your face A short fuse will blow up in your face Never forget to hold her hand Silence is better than a rambler man Do your best to stay in your lane And whiskey won't fix a heart that aches Whiskey won't cure a heart that aches These are a few things to know As you ramble on down the road Don't rush the moment to get to the next There's worse things in life than a wife when a next most of the time you don't get what you deserve Always stick to your word Always stand by your word These are a few things to know As you ramble on down well, most bartenders ain't your friend Don't throw away love or a winning hand Always sing at the top of your lungs Fake it till you make it, it'll come Fake it till you make it, it will come These are few things to know As you ramble on down this road What you say, don't say what you do. There's only one love in this life is true. Mama's rule with a steady hand. Best gift in life is being a dad. Best gift in life is being a dad. These are a few things. To know.
Cause you ramble On down This road